Welcome to the Pinocchio Project. I'm your host, Mitch Friedman. Ideas have consequences, and every day you're exposed to ideas that promise human flourishing. Our mission here on the Pinocchio Project is to equip you to examine these everyday ideas so that you can determine for yourself whether or not they deliver on their promises. Welcome to the Pinocchio Project. Mitch Friedman here, your host, joined by Jeff Olson. And the title for this episode is Yours, Mine, and Ours. And the object of what's yours, what's mine, and what's ours in present day is evidently truth. Your truth, my truth, and our truth. Although, honestly, I don't hear this claim made with a plural very often. I hear individuals. I'm living my truth. You live your truth. I have never really heard, have you, Jeff, anybody saying we're living our truth together? No. I'm not sure if that is actually possible given how I'm going to present the argument uh, in this few minutes. Uh, is it possible that I have a truth to live that's not your truth and you have a truth to live that's not my truth? I think I can live in a house that's not your house and you can live in a house that's yours and not mine. But truth is another matter. It is, it is a hard, rigid term, uh, and it's actually a term of freedom when put in proper context. So when I title this episode, Yours, Mine, and Ours, I can't really discuss uh, at any length what it means to live your truth until I do some word studies or at least go to the dictionary. When I look at the dictionary, I pull up the word truth. I write in T-R-U-T-H, and this is what comes up. Truth, the quality or state of being true. Oh, my goodness. Well, I need more. I need more study, it looks like. I need to go just upstream, not to T-R-U-T, but to T-R-U-E. So if truth is the quality or state of being true, then I need to know what true is, don't I? True, T-R-U-E. That which is in accordance with fact or reality. So let me just pause right here. If you have a truth, that which is in accordance with fact or reality, and I have a truth which is in accordance with fact or reality, does it make sense that our truth should be the same? Because fact and reality, are those are both unchangeable, unmodifiable terms. Like if I say my truth is blue, and you say your truth is green, but only one can be the true color, Somebody is not living fact or reality. So when we say you live your truth, I live mine, uh, it actually just is a, an immediate contradiction logically. Uh, that doesn't stop us, however, from going ahead and, and using these terms. It doesn't stop influencers from developing huge marketing campaigns uh, that appeal to our desire to be uniquely living our truth. It doesn't stop book writers from writing self-help coaching uh, manuals on what it means to live your truth. It doesn't stop our celebrities from being on stage and demanding that everyone be allowed to live their truth. So I looked up, after I looked up these definitions, remember, truth is the quality or state of being true. And so true is that which is in accordance with fact or reality. Now keep that in mind as I go to look up what's the most common definition 
that influencers, celebrities, self-help gurus, uh, they all pretty much agree on this definition of truth. To live your truth simply means, ah, simply. You like that, Jeff, when it says simply? That means it's going to be easy to grasp. To live your truth simply means to live as your most authentic self, doing things daily that bring you happiness and joy, living as true to yourself as possible. So in this definition, we have both of these words, true and truth. Truth is that, again, which is the quality or state of being true, and then we have living your truth when you are as true to yourself as possible. So living as close to, in accordance with, fact or reality, I guess, about you. So I have questions, y'all. When I read these kind of things, I have lots of questions. So my hand goes up. I'm waiting on the teacher to call on me. I have questions. Uh, I I need some explanation. I want to go beyond just the, uh, what I would call word salad here and, and find a place to put down some anchor points so I'm not tossed about and thrown from the platform. Uh, so here, here's questions within that definition of what it means to live your truth. I'm going to just going to uh, start again to live your truth simply means to live as your most authentic self. So my first question is, how do I know what is my most authentic self? Where do I discover that? Is that a what that my authentic self is? Is it a who? That is my, my authentic self is? What are the characteristics of my authentic self? What makes myself authentic? Where do I go to find reliable information as I'd seek to discover my authentic self? These are the questions I have as this proposition begins. When I'm told to live as my most authentic self, there has to be something more than just this statement. I need to know when I know that my authentic self is being lived into. Now, to continue on, to live your truth simply means to live as your most authentic self, doing things daily that bring you happiness and joy, living as true to yourself as possible. Again, in the same line of questioning, how do I know what it is about me that, it's, that is in accordance to fact or reality? Do I decide those things for myself? Is there someone outside of me? Is there someone beyond me that can help me define the, re- the reality of who I am, the facts about who I am, as I try to live as true to myself daily, doing things that bring me happiness and joy? This is a, again, feet planted firmly in midair proposition that is subjective and not objective. Objective truth is that which can be known by everybody objectively. That's, that's the meaning of the term, that I don't need any subjective or emotional or intellectual as to my own peculiar makeup. I don't need any observation or examination. It's observably true, like this chair I'm sitting in is observably true. It's holding me up. Jeff would look at this chair and say, that chair is observably true. It's holding Mitch up as a chair should be. My chair, Jeff, is living its most authentic self, and it's being true to itself because, in fact, in reality, it's doing what it was made to do, and everybody knows that. Uh, So 
you know, when Oprah says, you live your truth, girl, um, like I still have questions now. I don't even know what that means. Uh, so for me, I need to look behind the curtain of how these terms, authentic self and living your truth came into being. And similar to my, uh, my, my last podcast, uh, when I discuss the reality that the social imagination, or as Charles Taylor would say, the social imaginary is something that has to be cultivated over decades and even centuries in order to make what's absolutely ludicrous in one period of culture absolutely acceptable, celebrated, and necessary in another season of the same, the same geographic and cultural region. So uh, I examined the delivery system of the authentic self. And again, this comes from my friend Carl Truman. Carl Truman is the guy that will help you rise and triumph of the modern self and his abridged version, Strange New World. So uh, these resources are so helpful. Uh, what we've seen is over the decades and centuries, really beginning uh, in, the, in the late 17th century, we see philosophers starting to wrestle with the idea of the self and what, what it means to be the, the true authentic self. And so in, in the initial stages, philosophers like Rousseau and then following later were philosophers uh, such as Nietzsche and then uh, what we would call economic philosophers and social architects uh, like Marx and then uh, sexual architects of cultural delivery systems such as Freud and uh, parenting and family philosophers, and for example, in the 1930s, a Reich. Uh, these are all cultivators of this delivery system of the authentic self, which is known as now, as Carl Truman uh, summarizes it, expressive individualism. So as I present a definition of expressive individualism that Carl Truman coined based on the philosophical and cultural changes over the last many decades and even centuries. I want you to keep in mind the definitions we've given of what's true and what truth is and see if there's any discord or any disjunction or any dis-ease between the two. Uh, expressive individualism it is that very mechanism that now demands that I have my truth and I pronounce my truth and you affirm my truth. Expressive individualism, Carl says, holds that each person has a unique core of feeling and intuition. I pause there for a reason. Each person has a unique core of feeling and intuition that should unfold or be expressed if individuality or selfhood is to be realized. So in that brief definition are all kinds of questions that are raised. So I just put up my hand. I have questions. The first question I have is when did feeling and intuition become fact and reality? If I'm living my truth and my truth is based on my unique core of feeling and intuition, and truth is the quality or state of being true that's in accordance with factor reality? When did feeling and intuition become that which is in accordance with factor reality? Now, I just need to pause and look down the table. Is that a legitimate question to ask? I'm not crazy, am I? Am I sometimes crazy? But am I crazy in this moment? When did subjective feeling and intuition 
become objective fact and reality. Again, it didn't happen overnight, but that's where we are today. I have my unique core of feeling and intuition that unfolds and is expressed in my selfhood. You might have yours, but each of these is truth, which is a violation of logic and common sense. That which is unique in feeling and intuition, which are subjective, cannot be in accordance with fact or reality. This is an exhausting exercise for an image bearer of God, is to attempt to make an idol of myself by holding the feelings and intuitions I have are grounded in fact and reality about who I am and myself. But I am now charged in this cultural moment with looking inward to identify and express outward my very feeling and intuition that is the self, the authentic self. I don't know how clear this conversation is because, you know, it still confuses me because I, I just don't get it on its face. Objective truth, if it exists, cannot be defined as unique core of feeling and intuition when it comes to a human being. Unless, of course, and this is another question I'm not going to address, and this is how this, this question is dealt with, uh, it, it's kind of a, it's, it's an evasion. The, the proposition is that all human beings are absolutely unique. There is no such thing as human nature that is common to everybody. And that, again, is a dodge. So expressive individualism is the, I like to say this a lot, it's the air we breathe, it's the water we swim in in our cultural moment. Otherwise, uh, we would not have any groundwork for these kinds of statements that I live my truth and you live your truth. And what an exhausting, tiring, worrisome pursuit it is for me to have to identify myself first in my unique core of feeling and intuition and then mold that into a quote-unquote statement of my authenticity. So let me close with a biblical worldview. We know from a biblical worldview that we don't have to wonder about reliable, factual, observable, reality-based identity and authenticity. We are creatures of the Creator. We have been fearfully and wonderfully made, all of us, bearing the image of God with design, purpose, and responsibility. So to live your truth simply means to acknowledge that your identity is rooted in not your truth, but the truth. Not a truth that can change, not a truth, but the truth that is unchangeable. And I find the truth of my identity now as a follower of Jesus Christ in the factual, reality-based story of my creation and my redemption, period. That is objective. It doesn't vacillate as the, the core of my feelings and intuition vacillate. It is stable, solid. It can't be undone. It can't be unrooted. So in a way, Pinocchio Project, the truth is yours, mine, and ours. The truth is for you, for me, and for us. Is what, it's what joins us together and gives us common language and gives us a common fabric of understanding life 
and gaining together ground on flourishing as we live in the truth of our identity, the factual reality-based story of our creation, and if you're a follower of Christ, the ultimate truth, my redemption as well. Jesus himself said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. That's the truth that I want to live. How about you? For further consideration, there's a great book that's just come out by Alicia Childers. Uh, love her, uh, her work. Uh, a great book that you should also read by Alicia is uh, called Another Gospel, uh, talking about progressive Christianity. But this book that I'm going to mention speaks directly to this conversation about living your truth. And she's titled the book, appropriately enough, Live Your Truth and Other Lies with a byline exposing popular deceptions that make us anxious, exhausted, and self-obsessed. Self-obsessed. That is the truth we must fight against, that self is the arbiter of identity. For The Pinocchio Project, Mitch Friedman signing off. Thanks so much for being with us on The Pinocchio Project today. If this podcast has value for you, please subscribe or follow, give us a five-star rating, and share. If you have an everyday idea you'd like to submit for us to examine, simply email us at pinocchioprojectpod at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at pinocchiopod, or you can hit the links in the show notes below. Thanks again for listening, and remember, your everyday ideas have significant consequences.